in order to live your best life, we have to all realize that if you've done your best you can for the day, then you are good enough. You're doing exactly what you can do. And that always is going to be good enough. And that no one else can judge if you're good enough or not. And so once you know that inside, that when you are good enough, all the things around you will never make you feel in a different way. We're about to get very real, a little silly, and you're going to freaking love it. I'm Saren, body image and self-relationship coach, lifestyle, aka everything cute and inspirational, entrepreneur, Pilates and yoga instructor, and spirituality-loving person. Let's get real. We all think the same things. We all have those crazy thoughts. The Soul Speak podcast is here so that we can allow ourselves to have those weird, awkward, unheard of conversations that no one ever talks about and prove that they are normal. Topics on judgment, comparison, inner criticism, sex, lifestyle, and spirituality all will be found right here on this podcast. Each episode, guests and I will not only bring you new ways of thinking, but also bring light into your life all together. Now let's speak soul. Good morning, beautiful people. Happy Monday. I have a fantastic guest on the show today. Her name is Jenny Taylor. She is the founder of the famous Jenny Taylor Boudoir Photography Company, which focuses on transforming everyday women into bombshells. Her studios are located in Chicago, in Nashville, and Southern California. So she's had this company for the past decade, and so she knows her boudoir stuff. But the awesome thing is she does not just focus on, you know, when you hear boudoir, something comes to your mind, right? But she does not just focus on that. Literally, her photos are glam. Like, they're beautiful. She does all out. She goes to amazing places and has these, like, beautiful, glamorous photo shoots with people. So you've got to check her out. Um, Her Instagram name is going to be in the podcast, and it's also in the show notes, and you can check it out there. What I absolutely love is Jenny also has her own coaching platform. So she found herself living in a hell, as she says it, a few years back. And after completing over 300 hours of therapy and coaching, she now runs a retreat called Da 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 The Sparkle Retreat, which is what I originally found. And I was like, okay, I have to have her on my podcast. She literally has a retreat called The Sparkle Retreat. Basically, that retreat is all about living your best life and Um, helping women live their best life. You'll hear all about it. (laughs) So listen to the podcast. Listen to Miss Jenny and I talk all about, honestly, we go deep into a couple different things. We talk about boudoir and we talk about personal things. And Jenny's a huge open book and so am I. So it was a really, really great conversation. And I think you guys will really, really benefit from it. Here is Jenny. Hello, Jenny. Welcome to Soul Speak, the podcast. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? I am great. I'm so happy to have you on here. Why don't you just jump in and tell the audience who you are? You do amazing things and you do a lot of different things. So let's hear about them. (laughs) Yeah. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm Jenny Taylor, and most people know me from owning uh, Jenny Taylor Boudoir Photography, where we specialize in transforming really the everyday woman into a bombshell. And we've had clients between the age of 21 and 85 in and tons of reality stars. We've been in business almost 10 years and we have permanent like locations in Chicago, 
Nashville, Laguna Beach, and soon to be in Baton Rouge and Scottsdale. And so that's been um, my bread and butter for 10 years, but I do have a couple other companies. Um, a couple years ago, I found myself in a really uh, dysfunctional relationship and my life just was in this like living hell. And in that process, I created a group on Facebook called Feel the Positive, where it's just like a bunch of positive quotes that I put up. And that led into then me doing um, really large scale personal development events. We have another one coming up next year. So if you guys are interested, you can go to JennyTaylor.com for all that. And also I started a podcast, Feel the Positive, as well as we do these like really awesome luxury women's retreats. Our next one is in um, a one day retreat in November in Chicago. And then our big Laguna Beach, Beach retreat is in February of 2020. And that's where we really like, I help the women with, I've spent over a quarter of a million dollars in training and different therapies and coaches. And I've learned how to, excuse me, find the parts of ourself that are really holding us back from living our best life. If that's depression, anxiety, if it's sedating ourselves with too much alcohol, too many likes on Facebook, men, women, whatever the case is, it's, hey, this thing isn't really working in my life anymore. And why is it? And so I work with these women that really want to like get to the bottom of it. And I say, dust off your sparkle so that you can sparkle brighter again. Mm. So that's a little <laughs> bit about my two main companies. I do a lot of investing too in real estate and I'm associate producer in movies and, um, Really just my whole goal, my quote is, everything is possible in life and just have fun and celebrate along the way. Oh, I am smiling. I'm so happy. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> There's a couple of things I didn't even know about you. And I'm like, oh, I'm so happy I had you on here. Love it. I love it. Also, I will say your retreat called the Sparkle Retreat. I love that. The word sparkle to me is just the most perfect word just for right? anything. And then that's what really caught, that's why I found you. I, I came across that, like I was saying before we jumped on and I was like a sparkle retreat. Are you kidding me? I oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. Um, yeah, it sounds like you're definitely a serial entrepreneur, which is great. What other way is there to live? So that's great. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so Okay. So a couple things that I definitely want to ask you about. First, I just want to say everything that you do seems like it's just surrounded by, like it's surrounded with whatever, however you want to say it, um, building confidence in people, showing them their best selves, showing them what is possible within them that they might not be able to see. Um, it sounds just like every facet that you work with kind of does that, especially boudoir. And I say that word weird. Am I saying it right? No, you're saying it right. Boudoir. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, especially that. Uh, to me, I actually, um, when I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, someone reached out to me on Instagram and asked if I would do a shoot with them. And I'm like, oh, okay. What kind of photographer are they? And they were a full-blown boudoir photographer. And I'm like, oh my God. I What, what the heck? I, I never do stuff like that. But then I thought about it and I talked to him a bit more and he said the reason he likes to do it is because like he told me the whole story as to why he got into it. And it's because, um, you know, it just shows these women a different type of beauty, like a different type of beauty that they have. And I did it and it was so, so fun. I would definitely do it again. It was so fun. But, um, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about that from you. Why, what got you into boudoir shooting? 
Yeah. So, you know, I, we're the only company like this in the whole country where we have these really private luxury safe spaces that I pay for commercially. So no one comes to my home or my bedroom or my basement or shed. And of course, never in a hotel since it's against the law. So I've created this space and that's first of all, to just really give this five-star service level that we do to all our clients. Um, and that confidence boost is something that I never thought of when I started photography. So I love photography since I was eight years old. And back then my parents had gotten divorced and I was really in this extremely sad place in my own life. My grandma gave me this pink Kodak camera. And I remember like taking my first picture and having them smile at me and it made me feel happier. So I've realized over the years, I'm very codependent. I want to see other people smile. I want to see, you know, I always help others. And, um, and that just my whole life, that's what I was the girl with the camera. And so I was doing really well at my corporate job about 10 years ago. I was making like 150,000 working 20 hours a week, super comfortable. And God just like came to me and said, you need to start a photography business. And everybody back then was like, you can't just become a photographer. There's too many. And I never listened to anybody. And I just decided, I asked my girlfriend, like, well, what am I going to take pictures of? And she said, well, what about me and some lingerie for her boyfriend at the time? And I was like, my face got super red and I'm from this like little farm town outside of Chicago. Like my mom's a first grade school teacher and my grandma's a librarian. And so I just was like, oh my God, I'm not doing Playboy. Like that's terrible. And she's like, no, how about like real pretty Victoria's Secret? And I said, well, okay, that sounds good. Um, and so I asked, like, I had six girlfriends that I asked that, that were excited back then, 10 years ago, what you really found on Google and online was like people doing it in their basements with like flash photography and leopard print sheets. And I just decided I didn't want anything like that. So I was like, well, I just want to make it look pretty and do natural light and really make everything look different. The biggest thing that what I did when I started this company was, um, we do have the word boudoir in our company name, but I allow my clients to bring in whatever they feel sexy in. So if that's a dress or a pair of jeans and a turtleneck, a fur coat, like my clients do not have to bring lingerie. So a lot of these like very risque companies will say to me, well, you're not a real boudoir company because only 75% come in lingerie. And I'm like, I don't care what anybody says. I want women to feel beautiful. And it's not about our clothing. It's not about the hair and makeup. It's about this experience that brings you out of your shell. And as you're doing something like that, like, you know, when we step over fear, the other side of fear is usually confidence because we've done something that we can't believe we just did, whatever that looks like. And so 99% of my new clients that have never done this, when they come in, they're nervous. They, can't, they never think they could look like the girls on Facebook or Instagram. And I just assure them, you know, my whole team, I have about 30 amazing women that help me with this across the country. And they've all been previous clients specifically so that they know how my new clients feel. And, um, and you know, we do these amazing shoots and the full hair and makeup. It's just so classy and upbeat and we play music. And I mean, the furniture is absolutely freaking beautiful. Like our, our studios, we have like a $3,000 bed in one of them and a $3,500 couch. So it's not like this Ikea furniture or a picture on a wall of a bed and then like a, a board in front of it. Like this is a legit, I have spent hundreds of thousands, actually I've spent millions over these last 10 years putting it back into the business to make sure that we provide this like ultra high level, you know, 
just blow women away when they come in and when they're ready to leave at the end of the shoot, they almost forget that they've come in for pictures because they get this amazing confidence boosting experience that they almost don't even understand that that's what they're buying. Like they think they're coming in for these amazing pictures. They never think they're going to look like the quality that we put out online. And then they leave with like, oh my God, and I get to come back and see these awesome pictures. It's, it's literally a little piece of heaven that I get to give to all these women. It's amazing. Mm, I love that. <laughs> Everything you're saying is just making me smile because I do. I love that so much. I think that, yeah, I totally agree about the experience factor of that. Like you forget about the pictures. It's just fun. And that's an opportunity. That's something that you don't normally do. And that's such a good idea to set it up like that too, making it just beautiful and beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm so glad that you said, cause you worked with a male photographer. I, I haven't heard that often recently. Mm -hmm. And I just, for anybody listening that is looking to do boudoir photography, please do your research. Whenever I go on the news or cosmopolitan magazine and they ask me like, Hey, if someone can't make it into one of your studios across the country, what would you say to somebody? And I'm like, do your research not only Google the address, but call and ask them, do they have two-way mirrors that people can sit and watch behind? Do they have video cameras? Do they have weapons in the studio? How many men are going to be in the studio? Because there are seriously terror stories that are just terrible um, that I've heard across the country and world, actually. Um, and, and you have to be cautious of why a man would want a woman to come take their clothes off in front of them. And so that's really something that I want everyone that's listening to make sure that you are going somewhere super reputable. Do not get this on Groupon. Um, be very cautious if a male or anybody asks you to come do something for free. Uh, there's a reason that you're getting something for free. And so you want to ask yourself, well, what are they getting out of it? And so it's just one of those things. Be very cautious of this type of a service. Oh God. Yeah. And you even saying that right now makes me feel <laughs> almost embarrassed for saying that I did. I mean, no, not like that. There are some wonderful male photographers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't paying all males at all. Just, no, I totally, I understand. I mean, trust me, like it took me, I am very, I will say I'm a pretty gullible person actually, but when it comes to that kind of stuff, it's like, okay, my intuition puts yeah. in the job. But, um, yeah, I, I would definitely agree with what you just said. I, I mean, I think anyone sensible would hopefully. No, the thing that happens is what I've been doing this for a decade. So I've heard everything in the business. And so mm -hmm. what happens is women hear it from their, let's say they hear it from their girlfriend. Oh, this is awesome. I want to do it. So they Google, you know, wherever they are in the country and, and they just, they want to do it so bad that they overlook their intuition sometimes. And so I had a woman in Chicago that ended up going to this man's house that used a woman's name on the website. Oh, and and she ends up in his basement with a wall of weapons and oh, a bondage God. set. So oh, it's God. really just something, honestly, just keep your, keep, because you're so excited about doing something like this, don't let your intuition, again, there are some great male photographers that are very professional. So I'm not saying that they're, that this is all males, but just as a woman to be very cautious, there's a lot of predators out there. And oh, that's God. what I really and, want to stress to everybody. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for stressing that too. And yeah. I think that can be related to any situation in general. Totally. Absolutely. Always, always. Mm -hmm. I mean, always. Yeah. Always. And like with my situation, what I did was I reached out to actually people that 
I saw were his clients too. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yes. Because Perfect. you really, you can, I mean, any situation, even I'll think about sometimes I love going on hikes and just like walking by myself, but, mm -hmm. um, there are times when I feel okay, this is not the path that I should be going on. And I just leave, like I book it. I don't, <laughs> so even situations like that, it's just anywhere you go. I mean, even especially in Chicago, I know people that have had just random uh, muggings in the street that are like public streets. I know we need to be so careful. There's, you know, predators on Facebook, these men, you know, I don't want to say again, all men, cause it can be women, but I just, was on a podcast yesterday and this woman was specifically targeted for what she looked like in her business. And so there's a lot of these, we have to be cautious in at this day and age where we're at with the internet and social media, we have to be so cautious of people in general. Um, and just for our own well being and sense truly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we kind of got into this because it's something that is not always talked about. It's very important. True. And, yeah, <laughs> and definitely in this industry, I'm sure, you know, like, did that lady get out alive from the basement? Yes. And we, and I wasn't there when, so she came in a year later to work with us and she said originally she had called and our, our packages are more on the luxury end, I guess you would say. And she wondered why this guy was a hundred dollars. And so then a year later when she came in, my girls were working with her and she told the story and they were like, why didn't you leave? And she said, well, I felt okay. Cause my friend was upstairs. So if he harmed me, she'd call 911. And so I think that's, again, what happens is women. So here's the thing. Women are number one nervous. Then they put a deposit down. They, they made the date, they took off work and then they buy these outfits and they're thinking of the person they're going to give it to or for themselves. And so they show up because they're so excited that their intuition kind of just goes out the door. Um, this happened to a girl. There's a movie out. I think it's called Apartment 407, and I believe it's out already. And it's about a girl in London who showed up at this photographer's home. And anyways, um, he's like, yeah, and you get the job. And so she shows up and she gets into the, uh, she gets trafficked. And so she believed that this guy was okay, but she goes back the next day and all of a sudden he kidnaps her. So it's stuff like that that like, we just really need to like band together, especially like all the women listening that, um, th again, but for all things, for everything in life. Yeah. For everything, everything in life. Don't ever let your excitement push past your intuition because yes. there are definitely those times that you're so excited about something and you're not even thinking about mm -hmm. what could happen. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely, and also I don't want to scare everyone away and think, you yeah, know, you no. can't be trusting because it is important to also flex your trusting muscle, yes. but it is important to be sensible and, you know, like strategic about things. Like I said, I, I reached out to people. I wouldn't have just gone in yeah. and like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's yeah. a great idea. It's a, it's a balance. It's a balance, but it's definitely important to be aware of those things. So yes. Yes. Thank you for sharing all of that. So why don't we um, dip into the category of, well, you kind of, I was going to ask, you said you kind of went through a living hell and you said that, or you kind of told us about it already. So um, after that, all of your training and um, coaching that you did, now you kind of work with tools to give people their best life. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? How do you work with people on that? Yeah. So I have a couple different ways. Most of my clients, um, come to my big retreat in Laguna beach. So it's like a three day retreat 
And we, I don't really give much out about it prior to people coming. It's more of, it's not a secret. It's just, um, I want people trust me. They end up coming and then we end up transforming a little part of their life, I guess. Is this the sparkle retreat or a different one? Yeah. So the sparkle retreat is the three day retreat in Laguna beach. Okay. We have a one day, like a take your toe and dip it in the water to see what you think. Um, November 10th in Chicago. Um, and then we have once a year, like a very large sparkle conference where hundreds of women come and it's more of like a real good, feel good personal development type of an event. Um, the retreats, the three day retreats in Laguna, they're very healing. Um, I, there's a lot of coaches that are out in the world. I don't really call myself a coach. The only reason I do is because people kind of understand what that is these days. I just say I'm a regular person just like you that has just had so much training. Just like I own this boudoir company, but I didn't know what that was 10 years ago. So um, I just like to give all of my skills to other people and have them go forward with all of that. But um, there's just a, a really, there's the women that come to my retreats are, maybe business owners that cannot understand how to get to six figures and there's a blockage there. Or um, a woman wanted to lose weight and could not figure out how. Now I'm not a nutritionist and I do not specialize in fitness, but the reason this woman um, had a significant amount of weight on her, we found out was because she was abused when she was younger. And so she used food not only as a coping mechanism, but what it did was when she added the weight, she felt like she wouldn't be abused anymore by men, which makes so much sense going back in this, you know, this, what we, what I do is we go back and we let the little girl inside of us have her conversation that she's never got to have. So we went back to that abuse part. And so, um, you know, one of the greatest things I saw her then a week later, check into a fitness studio here in Chicago. And I, my heart was just like exploding. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's what this is all about. You know, it's about understanding that you're in an abusive relationship. My husband won't let me do this. He controls all of this. He won't let me have any money. He won't let me, whatever it is. Right. And so it's like, come to this retreat. And, and it's not that we, I give the women, oh, this is what's happening in your life. It's kind of a self-exploratory process where um, they feel comfortable to share with others. They don't have to, if they don't want to, this is not like a boot camp. Um, and of course with the beach, it's super healing. So there's, you know, beach sessions and um, it's a very different type of a retreat. It is not a mindset shifting retreat. It's not a yoga retreat. We don't do any type of working out. Um, we have fun. I take them to f- a five-star dinner. So um, it's about building friendships and building yourself up in the process and really just figuring out like, what does living my best life look like? Like, are we, do we have the right friends in our, in our circles? Do we have the right relationship? Um, how can we be a better parent? Um, how can we do better at our current job? Maybe we want to open up our own company and we don't know how. And so all of those tools and resources, we really focus not only on like business, but it's about mind, body, and spirit. Mm, Yeah. I love that because it truly is about, um, well, first of all, like you said, you don't tell them, you don't tell them anything. You don't tell them what to do, what to change but rather help them uncover it for themselves. And I think in general, that's just what support is. That's what coaching is. That's what anything is. is, And that's where the breakthroughs happen. It's when you can discover it for yourself because 
someone can tell you, can tell you anything. I can tell you the sky is yellow, you know? And then until you truly like really feel it for yourself, then you will understand it because that's such an interesting thing just as humans in general that blows my mind is we can hear something over and over, but until we actually realize it for ourselves and feel it, and then we can understand it and be like, oh my God, I had this breakthrough. It's mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so awesome. And I think that's, um, that's the power of each other. It's that vulnerability, that authenticity and exposing everyone in a circle like that. It allows you to bring that out of yourself. So what yeah. are some of the, Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say in, in the, you know, in some, what I'm a big believer in is never pushing anybody into doing anything. So I allow this safe space to happen where people can be vulnerable. But like in my last retreat, we had, I think 14 women there. Two of the women just really did not want to participate as far as their personal, um, struggles of what they were going through. And so I say that right at the beginning, like you guys are more than welcome to share whatever works the best for you. Um, so it's not really like that they're putting themselves out there if they don't want to, where I know a lot of retreats that are out there are very challenging because you are looked at upon like, this is the rules. This is what we're doing. You have to do this now. And I don't like that philosophy. Um, so it's really just like seeing where you're at and how you want to transform. You know, if you're ready to rise and be the Phoenix, awesome. If you want to stay in the exact same place when you walked in, that's totally cool too. Hmm. Yeah. So how did that work for them then the two that didn't want to really open up? They ended up opening, the last retreat, they ended up opening up on the last day in the last exercise that we had. And they cried and both of them had like a similar stance. Now, both of them, um, so we have these parts of ourselves. I had an anxiety part, excuse me, that was, that just crippled me my whole life until five years ago when I found this specific type of training that I went through. And so I never knew that, I thought anxiety was going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life. I didn't realize anxiety was um, anger, fear, and sadness all wrapped into like one ball. And it started when my parents had gotten divorced and then just basically crippled me until I was till five years ago. And so a lot of the times we become, these two women were frozen in a part of their life that was so traumatizing for them that they couldn't feel the emotions around it. And that's super normal. Um, And this is not one, I do one-on-one coaching as well. And I only take two clients a quarter. So it's very, I mean, I'm booked out already for the next six months, but for these retreats, um, again, it's their willingness to come forward. And so, um, when you're paralyzed, numb, and you can't even remember how you felt, there's a lot of work that needs to be done on that. So at the last exercise, when they finally like broke through and they realized that they were frozen was its own whole um, transformation in itself. Because if you don't know it, you won't recognize it. So it was the first time that they put together, oh my gosh, I'm not perfect. I actually have this feeling that they never felt before. So it's it's seriously like one of my favorite things. If it It's grueling for me to put these on, to be honest. Like I plan for like a month in advance and that it's the three days and it just wears me out where I would, I would love to say I could do this like once even a month, but it is so time consuming and it just takes so much emotional drain out of me. Um, I would love to do more, but so it's a very like exclusive event that I do. 
Mm, yeah, I mean, it is anytime, especially with 14 people. I don't know how many are at the other ones, but that's a lot of people. That's a lot of emotion. And that's a lot of you're almost like you are the facilitator, but you are that energy bringing that energy out of them and helping them yeah energy so it is I mean I totally get it because I speak and I run like I said events too so it's it's it is draining even just and that's it that's something to touch on for people listening it's okay to be drained it's okay to rest after these things and like you know people think working hard is going to a nine-to-five job and then staying until 8 p.m but you could be doing something for an hour, like a networking event or speaking somewhere or coaching session. And then you need to just take the next two days off. Like it is just, it, it really is training. And um, that's something personally that I've um, kind of found in the last couple of years is that working hard doesn't really, it doesn't fit any type of anything, any image. And um, it's really important to remember that because it's really easy to be hard on yourself about maybe not doing enough and, um, yeah, not doing enough. So just remembering that like energy is dispersed differently in different things that you are doing. Absolutely. I used to be like a workaholic until five years ago. And what I realized was I was using work to, I wasn't balanced five years ago. So I would use work to offset anxiety. And so it was always this constant, well, I need to work. I need to work. I need to work. I never re- recovered. It's almost uh, like that was your mask. Like you were talking yes. about people have maybe mm-hmm. alcohol or food or whatever it is and working was yours. Yep. Yeah. And I, I never even thought it was like a bad thing and it's not a bad thing, but it is, um, it is like a sedative, like I used work to not feel the other feelings that were underneath all of that. Mm. See, it's funny how we have these different sedatives. I feel like I want to say sedative. Is it sedative? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anything um, to make us feel better. Anything to yeah. take away the pain. Yes, but basically I'm just trying to figure out how to say the word over here apparently, <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Yes, it's basically like mine was, I talk a lot about relationship to food and body. Mine was food. And, um, but it's funny, like, you say that with work, you know, that's why you worked a bunch. But I feel like for me, the reason that I would, I do so many different things or like that I found in my past is to feel like I'm enough. It's enoughness. Enoughness is absolutely. So it's just funny how, I mean, and someone listening could have something else that they're trying to fill. But um, like you were saying about the retreats, it's all about coming back to what is it? What is it? That yep. And that, that not good enough feeling, I suffered for that my whole life. And when I started this company, I really started like breaking out of the not good enough shell. And that is something that honestly, almost every one of my women that come in for the retreat, they have a similar, I'm not good enough, whatever that is. I don't look good enough. I'm not this way enough. I didn't do this enough. And it's like, if in order to live your best life, we have to all realize that if you've done your best you can for the day, then you are good enough. You're doing exactly what you can do. And that always is going to be good enough and that no one else can judge if you're good enough or not. And so once you know that inside that when you are good enough, all the things around you will never make you feel in a different way. Mm, So true. And it's also, um, like you said, with the two women that kind of had their breakout on the last day of the retreat. 
it's being where you are and owning where you are with that because you're not going to, like we said in the beginning, until you really get something, until you really feel it, you're not going to be in it. And that's okay. Just be where you are and be where you are and know that that is enough. And, um, you know, if you want to like break a habit of some sort, but you're not breaking it, like say you want to stop binge drinking, but you're still doing it. And like you stop for two weeks and then you just get really, really drunk and feel terrible about it. Um, know that, okay. I mean, like stop it. If you're going to stop, if you really, really want to stop. And if you're not stopping, it's just not, you're not in the place to stop. And so, yeah, but you know what that is, that is just the same trigger that never has been talked to that little girl, the trigger of why that person keeps picking up the alcohol and binge drinking is it can, it, it could do it every day. You could do it every two weeks. It could be every month that trigger needs to be addressed and it needs to, hey, where was this trigger born at? And go back in time and do timeline therapy, basically. And let that little girl be able to tell her story. It's a very powerful process so that you that know, trigger, when it comes in later, you'll never, that person will never pick up and binge drink again. Yeah, and I think that's the shift of getting it, of feeling it and like hitting it in the head. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear from you too because, I mean, I've also gone through my own coaching and like my first coach she would always tell me that. And I still don't feel like I, um, I, I mean, I get it more than I did when she would bring it up to me now, but she would use that as an example because I think that's what really helped her in her own coaching was going back to that little girl and just loving her and loving her and seeing her like where she was. And so what is that like for you? How do you, because you keep bringing that up. So what is that like for you? You mean when I help others or I've been um, always, I've done this myself? Yeah, maybe yourself would be a good example. How do you yeah, like, go to that little girl? Um, so, I mean, God, I've been doing this for five years. I just went to actually my therapist this morning. So I, I'm always constantly <laughs> trying to grow and learn and keep fresh on everything. And so, it's a good day to talk then. You're probably feeling so inspired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm always talking to awesome, inspirational women and people and Um, And so I guess, so one, you know, recently, one thing to know is like, no one's perfect. And even when you do understand where the trigger started and you let, and you resolve it, um, it's kind of like reprogramming the subconscious mind. Once you've done that, then now in present time, um, when that trigger comes in, if your brain has been reprogrammed, you won't reach for that alcohol again because it doesn't soothe you in the same way. And it takes about six months once you've dissolved a trigger um, to then like the binge drinking doesn't bring pleasure. You know, it's one thing to like go out and have a drink with your friend or whatever, but to binge drink and then feel so junky the next day and you hang over and all that, nobody wants that. They don't seek that out. So then it's like, at that point, like, do I want to make this decision to go binge drinking? I mean, I used to drink a lot. I mean, 20 years ago, I was in the clubs all the time. It was crazy. Um, And up until about five years ago, um, I would drink a bottle of wine here and there. Recently, I just quit drinking. Um, But it, it, once I started doing this therapy, it was so interesting because I didn't start reaching for alcohol to numb my pain because the pain was dissolved from doing this type of therapy or training or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's powerful. And there are not a lot of people in the country offering this. Um, it is unique and it's hard. And that's the thing I think I want everyone to know that 
yes, I teach on mindset shifting and that's amazing. And it's, you know, wake up grateful and do your journals and all of those things are wonderful. If you do not, I, if you don't go back in time and fix your own problems that you have with yourself, they will just keep talk about luggage and what do they call it? When baggage, when you bring that it into the next friendship, relationship, business, whatever it is, you are just packing those bags bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And so until you're ready to say this baggage is so freaking heavy that I am done carrying it with me, those are the people that come work for, with me because it's just too much. They can't, it's like, I want to grow this business, but I can't. I want to have a best relationship, but I can't. You know, I want this best body. And the other thing I always say, everyone, I am not perfect. And the thing I do the best is run and build my businesses. But everything else, uh, I'm, I'm not an expert in relationships, in body. But what I can do is help the person through it. And do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a nutritionalist or a, a fitness addict. But I can see where, like, for instance, when my client came in and she was overweight and wanted to lose it, we figured out where it came from. And then after that, it's not my responsibility to um, take her on the journey of losing weight. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Um, I was actually talking to someone, um, like a speaking coach, about, about this a little bit. So we were talking about whys and all of that. Like, why do you teach what you teach? And um, like... I also talk a lot about just be, it begins within, it starts within. And they weren't really getting that. They weren't really picking that up. They weren't understanding um, why, why it's good to look at those bad things. Like, what does that actually bring? What does it actually bring? And um, I mean, they eventually got it, but it's just so interesting. I think it's uh, the well, the thing I think the thing is, is the there's not a lot of people that have been trained on this. And so, yeah. but I was going to say, I think it's also the people who experience these things. I mean, you and you went through things of your own, like without those things, you wouldn't have been triggered and put in the situations to look at those things about yourself and then therefore be able to see the other side. And, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people just aren't willing to be uncomfortable with themselves and they need that support. Those other people, those people to validate like that, Hey, this is fine. Hey, look, I'm doing it too. And, um, it's just interesting. Yeah. And there are so many people and that's, and it's wonderful to get validation, you know, if that's what someone's looking for, but you can hire, all you're going to do is keep hiring coach after coach or therapist after therapist. If they're just there to listen and take your money or tell you the, the world's great, it is. It is a great, life is wonderful. But if there is something that is just not working in your life, there is a reason. It's your belief system. It's a traumatic event. And the other thing I always tell people too is, this was, my mind was blown from this five years ago. And so I had a, a few really rock bottom things happen like in my 20s. And I said to her, uh, she goes, I want you to realize though, when you're helping other women that just because you went through this level 10 trauma, that the little three-year-old girl that slipped in the shower, um, on the t slippery tile and broke her leg. And that was, that could be the worst thing that that ever happened in that person's life. So that woman might be 35 years old and she's so scared to go out on the ice in Chicago, for instance. And like, she doesn't know why. So she can't walk to her car in the middle of the day, you know, all of these reasons why she can't go outside and she just doesn't get it. 
and she's so scared and so angry at herself. And so it traces back to, oh my gosh, it's when I slipped in the shower. And it sounds easy when I'm like saying this right now, and it's not easy. But the process that I can put women through to get there um, is, is just literally you, I can see, I swear, like the fireworks and light bulb go on in their face when they're like, Oh my gosh, like this was tied to that. And once you understand it, it's like, do you want it to be there? Like it, this is a protection piece that was there to help you since you were three years old to like say, Hey, don't walk on the slippery ice. You know, you're going to fall. Like, that's great. It's helped you all these years, but is it valid? Does it need to be there? Um, whatever that looks like. And so then people are like, oh my gosh, like they feel empowered because they're like, wait, I get to choose now if I want to walk on this ice. I'm not fearful anymore or so angry or sad about these things. I can choose what I want to do to go forward. Yeah. And what if they don't, so what if they see that and they feel still like they can't change it. Like they don't want to change it. Have you ever seen that? I've never seen that happen ever. It's a, it's such a light bulb moment. The, this process is I can do it with a woman in two, less than two hours. And it is such, it's so it's intense, but it's also like self again, self-discovery. So it's however the person wants to, you know, move forward with it. But I've, the thing is, is someone will come to me and say, my weight is not where I want it to be and I'm done with it. Or I've done all these workouts and I lose all the weight and then it comes back. And but, so I always say, are you ready? Are you ready to, if we can find a different solution, would you like to do that? Like my, when I walked in five years ago, I said, I have anxiety. And she's like, well, how's that working for you? I'm like, well, I can't, I could never, I couldn't even be on this podcast with you back then. I couldn't go on the news. I couldn't do my events, like none of that. And I said to her, I go, oh, I have anxiety. Like I have blue eyes. And she's like, well, if there was any way that, if there was any other way that you'd want to feel, would you want to? And I said, well, yeah, but that'll never happen. And she's like, well, what do you think you could feel besides anxiety? And I was like, I don't know, just like peace and not like feel so like bouncing off the walls. And she's like, okay, well, like if you're, are you ready? Like, cause I can help you get there. And it was one of the most impactful things I'd ever been through. And I was hooked with her from that first day that I met her. And I had four therapists in my life before this person. And so now I've just taken all of this type of study and I'm getting certified at the end of the year for it. And I just study and study and study. Mm. So what kind of certification are you going through? Like a coaching program or is No, it- it's a therapy, internal okay. family systems therapy. So, um, yeah. And Ross Rosenberg who teaches about codependency, I'm going to his thing this weekend. So I'm constantly, I just hired two new coaches for myself, constantly learning and growing myself so that I can be the best leader for the women that seek me out to help them. Mm, I love that. I'd love to get some resources from you too, after this and, um, put those in the show notes for people for anyone that you would, or like anything that you'd recommend that you just totally loved. Uh, besides your own events, <laughs> which will Absolutely. be in the show notes too. <laughs> but, um, oh man, what was I going to say? Uh, okay. Oh yeah. I was going to ask. So what does that process kind of look like? Does it look like talking? Does it look like writing? What does that, can we have like a little glimpse of what that process looks like? Yeah. I mean, it's more talking like, so each 
each, so my sparkle lifestyle is my whole company that encompasses all of this other stuff besides boudoir photography. So each thing's a little different. Like at our one day retreat in Chicago, it's a little writing, it's a little one-on-one, it's a little bit of group exercise. It's also like very much like building friendships and a, and a taste of what happens at the three day retreat in Laguna. Um, we do exercises. I mean, I don't, like I said, I bring in other professionals. So I fly them in from all over the country and they bring in their specialty. Like, so the last retreat, I brought in an addiction specialist and she talked all about, um, where addiction comes from. And that was really powerful. I brought my own therapist in one year and that was amazing. And a habits coach, um, and, and then my one-on-one is strictly just me and the client. So those are the ones I only take uh, to a quarter and that's it. So I'm starting up again in January. So if anybody listens to this, um, those are very, I don't even advertise them because I already have women that I could just be like, Hey, would you like to do this? So I'll be booking those again in like August starting for January. Awesome. Awesome. So with the people that are coming to your events now, like how did you, you, you're clearly really, really great at building businesses. So in the beginning, I know you did your boudoir shoots. So did a lot of the people, the clientele, the demographics, did they come from that? Or how did you start to find these people to just come to your events? Yeah, we have, I have a database now in Chicago of like, I think it's 250 or 300,000 women contacts over 10 years of who contacted us to do shoots. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that reach here, because I'm from Chicago and started, I literally can put out like one marketing. Like I sold that event out, I think in three weeks, the last one, the big one in January was like 150 women. Um, so I don't have to market much because I've utilized all the women that are just already in my network. Um, and if, so for anybody who's wanting to start events, I would say it's kind of like a podcast. You really need an audience you know, if you have one person and your mom downloads it, then you're going to have one download. You know what I mean? So, um, use your influence, use your platform for whatever you're doing and ask your friends like, Hey, will your friends come? Will you post this on Instagram for me? Um, I'm a big believer in grassroots marketing and also to spend money on marketing. And a lot of people, I don't hear them say, Oh, they're like, I'll just do this free advertising on Instagram. I'm like, that's great. But if you're not willing to spend 20%, of what your revenue from that event should be, then you're never going to fill the audience most of the time. If you're just starting, mine's a little different because I've been in business so long. We have a, you know, a larger client base right now. Um, but if you're just starting any business, you have to spend 20% of whatever revenue you want to make for something on marketing. Mm, So what does grassroots mean? Basically that going, no way, going door to door with your postcards and flyers and not being too proud or good enough or whatever it is. Like, that's the other thing I hear when I, co- I coach small businesses, um, small business owners or un- female entrepreneurs. And I'm like, first, my first question is, are you willing to work 16 hours a day? And if their answer is no, I won't work with them. And it's not that they have to work that many hours. It's just, I need to hear their level of commitment. If you're not willing to work 16 hours a day, seven days a week to start a business, you shouldn't leave your other job. That's just really what I believe. And if you're not willing to go print out postcards like old school in the eighties and walk door to door to businesses to introduce yourself or go to networking events, this probably isn't the best game for you either. Now, this is, I, when I say this, it's like, if you have a million dollars or a lot or an investor to do your business, it's a little bit different. But if you're starting from scratch, like I did with no, I started the business with a thousand dollars. 
um, or any, it just depends on what business it is. If you are not willing to go sell yourself pretty much, you know, as the brand, it's, you're probably not going to be able to, to make it into business for 10 years. So what are you even starting the business for? They say 5% of businesses are even in business after 10 years. So you have to really think about that. Like, are you going to quit your job and are you going to start this business? And do you have a three-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan? Like, where do you want this to be in your life? Yeah. Yeah. That's really important with knowing, knowing what you want. So what do you want right now? <laughs> I want everybody to, <laughs> I want everyone to be happy. Truly. That's my goal. And so I just hired another coach and I'm like, okay, so I want 10 cities for my boudoir company and I want uh, a domestic violence charity foundation to open. And I want, um, I want to touch every, I'm ready. I just hired a, a book coach or author, uh, editor, and she's going to help me publish my first book. And so I have big dreams. I want to go on book tours and I want to meet every woman that has ever thought they weren't good enough. If they've been in a domestic violence situation, if they're friends or loved ones, they say one in three women have been affected by domestic violence and I have, and it's the worst thing I've experienced in my whole life. And um, so my heart is just really with people in general, but because I've worked with so many women, um, my heart is just really with women. Um, but my, co- my new coach told me when I went over this with him a couple weeks ago, he said, listen, right now we're, I'm at this point, I went through something really terrible recently. And he's like, instead of building all these businesses, you already know how to do that. Instead, let's build you back up. And I thought that was really um, important. And it was the first, I interviewed all these really high level multimillionaire coaches. And I, that was, he was the only one that said that that way. And I thought, that's so true. Cause if I don't get my feedback on the floor after what just happened, I can't go f- help millions and millions of people. Um, and so 2020 is going to be a big year. I'm pretty excited. I'm so excited for you. I love it. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> I, am. I am so happy. You are amazing. You're doing really awesome things. So um, I want to ask two more questions and then we'll wrap it up. But um, how do you have those big dreams for yourself? So how do you, how do you give yourself that, those possibilities? How do you allow yourself to have those big dreams? I just, I, you know, I, I always have, I, when I got the pink camera at eight, I just envisioned a big life. I coming from this really small, it's a bigger town now after this length of time. But when I was little, it was like a really small town. And I just remember feeling like there's a big world out there and there's, there's, you know, different people in different cities and different, I wanted to see everything that the world has to offer. And before I die, I want to like, I just, I want to hug the world and I want, I want love for everybody. And just, um, my dreams, I always just like try your dreams. If you don't, you're going to just be sitting at home doing the same thing. If you don't try, aren't you going to look back and regret that you didn't try? I think that's another great quote. Um, I'd rather regret something I did do than something I didn't do. And there's a lot of failures along the way. And so when I'm, when anyone, if you're listening to this, my life's not been perfect. I failed. I opened a Beverly Hills studio branch and hated it and lost a hundred thousand of my own dollars. So I have these large failures behind me as well. But if you have a dream, you are the only one that will be able to even try to fulfill it. And wouldn't you rather try it than not try it at all? 
Yeah, I love that. I love that. So how do you map those out for yourself? Do you do that like every year, every, um, do you check in with yourself to map those out strategically? Every day. I have a whiteboard sitting in my kitchen in front of me. <laughs> I have four journals I write in each day. Um, it's a constant, you know, at the, be at the beginning of the year, right before I do like a year long goal list and I put really big dreams on there and then I put more manageable ones because I do believe it's great to have these, like I want to do a hundred million dollar company, which of course would not happen in one year. Um, but put that on your 10 year goal and then maybe make a five year goal and a one year and, a, and, and make them so that your week goal, you hit that and you feel like you've done something successful. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It does make sense. Um, I think that's great advice. So how do you, the second question I wanted to ask was how do you, what are your grounding techniques besides therapy, besides talking to people, which is so important for you? How do you, how do you keep yourself grounded? You do so much. I mean, there's a fine line that I've learned five years ago with just balance. Um, I, I spent a lot of time with my friends and family. I believe I go out to lunch or dinner at least like three to four times a week because those connections with people I love and care about are just like the most valuable thing in my whole life besides my health and um, meditating and um, journaling and, and I take a bath like every night and those small things really keep me from like having anxiety, I guess you would say, keep me a little more grounded. Um, and I, and I hire people to help me. I think that that's really important. No matter where, wherever you're at in life, find someone that's doing something that you want to be doing, whatever that is, better relationship, better relationship with your kids, whatever. Find that person that's done it already and ask them for help. They might just help you. It might just be a friend that like, hey, can I bounce some ideas off you? Try something new. Mm, I love that. Okay. So the last question, oh, wait, where can everyone find you? <laughs> um, definitely DM me on Instagram. And I always say when I'm on a guest, like uh, screenshot this episode and put it on Instagram. If you're still listening, thank you so much. And hashtag, or I'm sorry, tag everything Jenny Taylor. And I always give a gift card away to somebody. So Ooh. I'll repost you guys. And of course, go to my website, jennytaylor.com. And all my companies are listed on there. And uh, the podcast and reach out because I answer all my DMs myself and I love to hear from everybody. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. So all of that will be in the show notes and you guys can click away and definitely reach out so you can get a gift card. Is it just a regular gift card? Yeah, I do something <laughs> fun like a $10 Starbucks or like if I have an event coming up or just, it just depends on whenever it comes up in the, in the Instagram. So fun. So fun. Okay. So the last question da, 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 that I ask is, <laughs> If someone asked you how they could hear their soul speak, what would you tell them? The first thing that comes to mind as soon as you ask that question is your soul talking to you back. And that's what I would go with and listen to your instinct on the first, the first instinct that you have is usually your exact soul speaking to you. Mm, perfect. I love it. I love it. Okay. Thank you so much, Jenny. This was a fantastic conversation. I loved it. And I'm sure everyone else did too. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you um, so much for having me. And thank you everybody for listening. It's so awesome to meet you guys. If you guys loved that episode, please do not be shy to leave a rate and review on the podcast because that would help the show so, so much. And I would appreciate it so, 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 so much. 
Also, I love hearing what you have to say. So if you share this on social media, um, not only for me to see what you have to say, but for people to see the episode. If you really got something from it, please share it so that others can hear it and others can see it and others can learn from it and feel touched by it like you did. It would mean the world to me. Also, tag me if you do share it. Saren DeSaren, Season Cat, A-R-E-N-D-E-S-A-R-E-N. That is in the show notes. All right, guys. I will talk to you Wednesday. Have a great Monday and kisses.